sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. Welcome to the SOAR Podcast. This is a platform for sisters to gather and have some empowering conversations. And in the process of these conversations, we help each other overcome some limiting beliefs. I want you to join the conversation. I appreciate your likes, subscribes, and comments. This podcast is sponsored by Stephanie Brown Coaching. If you have any limiting beliefs that are holding you back, feel free to contact the coach at sociatap.com forward slash Steph Brown MD. Okay, I'm going to share a little coaching secret with you. One of the ways that we can overcome our limiting beliefs is by revising our thoughts. With the source saying, we get to choose a new thought that expands us and helps us to rise. I don't know about you, but I can use all of the affirmation that I can get. With so much negativity in the world, I bet you can too. So the source saying is, I am enough. If I don't do another thing, I am still enough. Please keep it in mind throughout your week and I hope it will help you rise. Now I'm going to introduce our guest and we'll get into our empowering conversation. My special guest is Quanda Bryant and she is the perfect person for this topic. Quanda Bryant is CEO of Diamonds and Pearls Events LLC, an events-based company that provides revitalizing products for women and resources that help them identify and pursue their purpose. Quanda believes that women should help other women to unlock their potential and entrepreneurship as well as encourage inner healing and healthy emotional development. Quanda has also organized and hosted women's events such as We Are Beautiful Diamonds Tea Social, Diamond Studded Heels and Business Event, Beautiful Diamonds Spa and Soul, and DMP Paint and Taste. She has promoted various women entrepreneurs and supported charitable organizations such as Oasis and Community Hope. Quanda is a certified teacher in education and holds a Bachelor of Science in Education from Iona College in New York and a Master's in Reading from Nova Southeastern University in Florida. Welcome to SOAR, Quanda. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to get a chance to talk with you about one of my favorite topics, and that is self-care. Our topic is self-care is the new hashtag relationship goals. So first, please just tell us a little bit about who you are and what your philosophy is around self-care. Okay. My name is Quanda Bryant. I am the CEO of Diamonds and Pearls Events, LLC. And what I do through my company is create an experience for women that makes them feel pampered and valued and remind them that they have a God-given purpose in life. I use theme events like tea parties, bar party, wine tasting, etc. Just as the backdrop to what I call a life-changing learning experience. Mm. It's life-changing because what you... 
when you come to one of my events, you'll expect to hear from speakers on women's health and wellness, women in business, brand specialists, life coaches, and other professionals that will give you valuable information you'll need on your journey to fulfilling your life purpose, whatever that purpose may be. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is that your philosophy around self-care is that it's tied into your life purpose. So it's like a really big deal. And you see yourself when you provide these experiences, it envelops self-care, but it also is transformational from the way you described it. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, this is perfect. This topic is perfect. And it was planned to be right around Valentine's Day, the celebration of love. And of course, when most people think of Valentine's Day, we think of romantic relationships. And sometimes we feel bad if we don't have a boo for Valentine's Day. But I am seeing something that I love, and that is people who are dating themselves and elevating self-love. I was uh, on Twitter. I don't actually own, I don't actually have a TikTok account, but I think sometimes they will post TikTok videos. And it was a video of a young lady who went to New York City, and she was doing a vlog about all of the different things she did. She showed herself jumping up and down in her hotel bed and treating herself to a manicure and a pedicure and a dinner and a nice plush robe and she just pampered herself all day and it looked like she had a ball she was just truly filled with joy so what are your thoughts about self-love for valentine's day well i'm all for self-love on valentine's day and and every day the most important relationship a person is going to have is first with themselves So that makes sense to me. You need to have a clear identity of who you are and know that you have value. And if you don't love yourself, this is going to be hard for anyone else to effectively love you. And it leaves the door open for some abusive behaviors. Mm, Yeah, that that is definitely true. So. Are you seeing the same thing or is it just me that that feels like there's this new culture of self-love on Valentine's Day? I know when I was growing up, my parents always gave us Valentine's Day cards and Valentine's Day gifts. And I do the same thing for my children so that they know that it's just about love, whether it's, you know, love between brothers or mother. And, and it, it doesn't have to be focused on romantic relationships. Um, are you seeing that self-love is being included? in Valentine's Day? I'm starting to see it now. Before it was primarily, you know, romantic love relationships. But I think what people are noticing is that you you really need to focus in on yourself and it's okay to do that, to focus in on yourself and love yourself. I, I can't say that enough. It is too many people who are in relationships who they don't love themselves. Mm-hmm. So what do you really have that you can offer this to someone else if you don't first find the value within yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you just alluded to that, that when you go into a relationship and you're not in a position where you love yourself, that does open the door to abusive relationships. Yeah, so that is very important. 
I also think that when we care for ourselves, it can even make us a better partner when we're in a relationship. And it also shows our partner how we want to be treated. So I think that there's a connection between having that self-love and showing it, not just feeling it on the inside, but actually showing how much you love yourself and having that be a healthy thing for a relationship and for your partner to see. What's your take on that? Well, I feel like it's important that you demonstrate what it is that you like. Mm. Yeah, well, you're basically giving them a course on how you want to be treated and what treatment gets the best response out of you. I mean, if you love flowers, buy yourself some flowers. Mm-hmm. If you like a nice hot bath with candles and some soft jazz in the background, do that. Number one, because it feels good to you, you need to allow them to see that. But also it allows your spouse to not only see it, but mimic that behavior and that's especially if they don't have any ideas on how to pamper you in the first place if they watch you long enough they'll see exactly exactly you're actually doing some work for them see you're cutting out the research they they can just watch what you do it's sort of like when your spouse asks you what you want for christmas and you're able to tell them exactly what you want so you never get a bad gift exactly Yep. Yep. I the older I get, the more I am in favor of that approach. So as someone, I'm just really curious, since you're you're someone who has dedicated your life and your business to helping women discover how to love themselves and how to pamper themselves. What is your ideal way to take care of yourself? (laughs) I love this question. A spa day. A spa day is my go-to every time that I really want to splurge and take care of myself. And we know that a spa day can include just about every spa service. So that's a definite for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spa day is definitely high up there on my list. What do you think it is about the spa day that that just makes you feel like you're loving on yourself? Oh, because in a way, someone's loving on me. Mm. (laughs) I have someone rubbing my feet. They're rubbing my back, facial, scalp massage, all the different treatments. Oh, my goodness. That's a great stress reliever in and of itself. Yeah. And you really touched on something that is and that's physical touch. Physical touch is definitely something that I think we crave as as people. I know as as women, you know, I'm more familiar with women because I'm a woman. But that physical touch is something that is, you know, it stimulates our nerves. It releases endorphins. I mean, there's physiologic reasons as well as other reasons why that makes us feel good and makes us feel loved. So, yeah, we're supposed to touch. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not we're not created to be alone. We are created to communicate and to express ourselves um, with one another and to hold each other. Babies thrive from being held. Mm -hmm. And I would go as far as to say that women 
thrive from being held. We, we love that, being held by our, our fathers, being held by our mothers, and then eventually our spouses. So, and that's not just relegated to women, obviously. Men need to be held as well, but we are talking about women right now, so. Mm-hmm. Well, see, gentlemen, that, that's a freebie for you right there. Uh, women yes, hold your being woman. held. Hold your woman. Please. Exactly. Those cuddles are currency. Currency. And and so that what that brings up for me is that one of the really difficult things about COVID and this pandemic is we're not getting as many hugs as we're used to getting. We're not being touched as much as we're used to being touched because we're in isolation and some of us are isolating by ourselves. What advice do you have for us who thrive on being touched in this season of love if, if we really don't have someone there who can physically touch us? Well, I would have to say there are self-care uh, uh, strategies that are out there that can alleviate some of that, not all of that, because, you know, again, we are meant to interact with each other, but perhaps give yourself a pedicure mm-hmm. where you massage your feet mm-hmm. or give yourself, a, a, you know, a self-massage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, just like just like I was saying, it stimulates those nerve endings. It's going to release those endorphins. And I think sometimes we forget that we can touch ourselves. Yes, we can give ourselves a foot massage or we can massage our hands. We can get some nice essential oils that smell good and just spend some time massaging, you know, our own body. As well as if, you know, if we can afford to do to have a spa day, we can pay someone else to pamper us as well. But if you have to be stuck in the house, which many of us are, definitely don't be afraid to touch your feet. (laughs) Don't be afraid to touch them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great tip as well. So besides COVID, because, you know, hopefully COVID will not last forever. We won't be isolated forever. But under normal circumstances, what do you think is the biggest obstacle for women in terms of making self-care a priority? Hmm. I would have to say time. Uh, we, We never seem to have enough time. Either we're busy raising babies or, you know, we're being the good wife. And some of us are professionals and we're running businesses and we're caregivers. There's always something that the woman is doing. Um, I would say that time would definitely be the, the biggest obstacle. We're so used to putting other people first yes. that, um, you know, we always, almost always forget about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Most women are nurturers and uh, we nurture other people. And so either we don't make time for ourselves or we just forget about ourselves you know after we're done taking care of everybody else we're tired and we forget that (laughs) yeah 
we forget that we need to take care of ourselves too. Um, even just this past week, I, like I said, I like spa days and I like massages too. And I've been telling myself, I need to book a massage. I need to book a massage. And I keep forgetting to book my own massage. It's almost like I need an assistant to book my massage for me so that I Wouldn't can take care nice? of myself. Right. <laughs> that, that would be nice. But I need to just sit down and when I'm sitting here doing something for my business or doing something for my job, I need to also just take that five minutes to pick up the phone and call and schedule the spa appointment. So it's it's real. It, it's definitely a struggle. Definitely. Now, I know our topic is a little bit tongue in cheek with the hashtag relationship goals, but it's interesting to me that this became like such a thing. I was seeing it everywhere. Hashtag relationship goals and that people would look at Instagram posts or pictures on social media of couples and feel that those are relationship goals when they have absolutely no idea what is really going on in in those people's relationships. So since we're having this conversation and we're having just like real talk do you have relationship goals and what are your relationship goals with yourself and your relationship goals with your spouse all right well I would have to say with my spouse it would be to love and to give him what he needs the way that he needs and not how I need it (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Because I I think a lot of times what we do is we get a little absorbed in ourselves as far as what it is that we want, the things that we enjoy, the way we want people to interact with us. And we kind of forget about what about my spouse as far as what does he want because he may not want the same thing that I do Uh Uh so I don't want to get lost in self-care I love self-care I don't want to get lost in that there should be a balance I must also be able to give his care as well so it's not just self-care but when it comes to my husband is his care as well and just watch and observe him we talked about earlier about demonstrating for our spouses what it is that we enjoy so they can mimic it well i mean it's the same thing i need to be watchful of him and take different cues and see what it is that he enjoys so then i can then give that I absolutely love what you just said, because the other thing with this hashtag relationship goals, I think, is there's typically a focus on what I want out of a relationship. They see a relationship Mm -hmm. or a couple and they're like, "Ooh, I want somebody to treat me that way. And any healthy relationship, it's a two way street. So what are your relationship goals in terms of how you want to treat someone else? And I would. Uh, my, I remember my coach uh, told me this herself. She was like, in a relationship, the best way to receive what you want is to give what you want to receive and to, and to set your intentions. So if your intention is to have 
a healthy, committed uh, relationship that it has intimacy and adventure and great communication and, and great sex, you set that as your intention for the relationship. And that's what you put into the relationship. And yes. and I believe energetically, that's what you will receive back. You know, of course, it, it takes work, um, but. But yeah, focusing on what we want to put into the relationship as a goal versus what we want to get out of it. Yes, and it's good work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's enjoyable work. Mm-hmm. It's work that is an investment. Absolutely. It's an investment. And something else that I heard recently that I thought was really interesting, you know, there's the love languages. And I, I'll talk about that with my friends a lot. Like, well, what are your love languages and what are the love languages of your partner? Make sure you're loving them in the language that resonates with them. But there's also this test. It's called an Enneagram test and it's like a personality test. And I heard somebody speaking on it and she was saying the same thing that it's important to know what your Enneagram is because that's how you think about the world and how you operate but it's also important to know what your spouse's is because that's how they think and they operate and once you know what theirs is then you can kind of also give them what they want from from their perspective so so looking at it from their perspective yeah yeah I thought that was really interesting so I was like okay now I gotta get him to take this Enneagram test so I know what his Enneagram is (laughs) someone needs to teach that on social media (laughs) yeah yes Mm-hmm. It'll help a lot of relationships, I'm sure. Most definitely. Most definitely. And since we're talking about self-love, what are your relationship goals for yourself? Wow. Well, you see, I make sure I take care of myself. So <laughs> <laughs> so you have reached hashtag relationship goals with yourself. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I don't play, especially if I had a hard day. Oh, the self-loving is going to be great that night because... <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I'm going to make up for it. I am going to find some reason to to celebrate me or to uh, help me to decompress. And um, I'm getting very creative with those. So I absolutely, I, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't have any issues in that area. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I absolutely love that. And I think just by you being free enough to say that. That gives another woman who might have issues in that area permission to be unapologetic about her self-love and her self-care because that is important. And and women and, and women need to keep that in, in the forefront, too. If they do struggle in that area, they really need to start making a list of ways that they can show self-love and let it be their go to list. They can go to it and, and check it off as need be. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that idea of making a, a list and and celebrating yourself. I, I love that, too. I did an ebook on how to celebrate yourself because I found that a lot of people we struggle with coming up with ideas about how to celebrate ourselves. It doesn't take a lot of money. 
And one of the things that I have on my list is actually like giving myself hugs, like actually just embracing and holding myself and hugging myself. And if you I found that if you know, if I do that and, you know, take some deep breaths and, you know, hold that for 15, 30 seconds, it's amazing how good I will feel. And I know some people might think it's corny, but um, it definitely works for me. Sometimes I'll just place my hands over my heart. That also works for me. It's a way for me to connect with myself, my heart chakra, and just to kind of feel my heartbeat and just love on myself, even in in those little small ways. So I am. If you're going to hug someone else, why not hug yourself? I'm going to add that to my list. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I am really curious to hear more about your business. You you talked about it a little bit, but I want to know how you got it started, how it's grown, and how it aligns with your personal purpose. Okay, well, my business, hmm, I grew up around a lot of hardworking women, and they gave a lot. They loved hard and they gave a lot. My grandmother, she was a business owner and she was she was born in 1919. So she had a business during a time when it was really um, not that many African-Americans with their own businesses, especially a woman in the South. But I watched her and I watched how she loved her work, how she gave to those who were less fortunate. She had a garden and um, she had no problems giving food from that garden. And watching women like her, it really just rubbed off on me to want to give to others. And really, my business, my company is about giving to other women, giving to other women who work hard. I I guess somehow they remind me of these women in my life. And it it, it pulls on those heartstrings even more and makes me want to give even more. I want to see women flourish. And one of the things that I've noticed about women is that they're not that different than the women I grew up around. They're hardworking and they spend so much time helping other people and being a caregiver or or tending to a business or you know the, the millions, the myriad of, of things that women do that they often forget about themselves. And so one day I just felt inspired to reach out to 10 women and to give back to them and to show them that, you know, you're not forgotten and you're valuable. And although you've given so much of your time to everyone else, I want you to remember your dreams, that you have purpose. I want you to understand that you are truly valued. And so I went ahead and created a spa party at my house. Mm-hmm. And I invited men women to my home I hired a massage therapist, an esthetician. I gathered some of of my friends who love God and they hear from God. I I asked them if they would assist in ministering to these women in private. And I created my first self-care kit. Uh. Every woman had a self-care kit with a robe and slippers and roses and uh, just beautiful things. It all happened right here in my home. And I'm, I'm really 
I'm really proud of that because not just because of the hard work, but because of the expressions on those women's faces. Mm-hmm. When they entered in, they had no idea what they were walking into. But I tell you this much, when they left, they told me, you need to do this as a business. Uh, Because this experience, I'll never forget. Wow. And so that set it off. And that was what I would say, that spa party was maybe 2018 or maybe 2017. And then I worked on starting the business. So by the end of 2018, I had my first event Uh. and it was a tea party, which was absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) It was gorgeous. Just imagine a sea of big, beautiful, colorful hats and women dressed up and beautiful aesthetics and the teas. I had the the whole shebang for them. I had an opera singer. I had everything. Yes, everything. Not to mention, I I did have a speaker who reminded them of who they were and helped them to target their purpose. This was all during this event. And she did a, a, a very interactive exercise with them to get them to then strategize on uh, different ways that they could achieve their goals. So that that set it off. And I haven't looked back. Hmm. Now, that is an inspiring story. I can hear the passion in your voice and that the energy in your voice. It's just love. I think that's what it is that I'm hearing. If I have to put a put a name to it, when you talk about it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you when you talk about your what you do for for the women. I mean, you, you you're not really talking about it in terms that we're used to hearing about businesses. You know, this is my problem. Product, this is my production. This is you. You're really talking about it from a place of of your heart and your and your purpose. So, uh, thank you for sharing that. That was that was such a treat just to ex- experience listening to that. Thank you. So, when you when you when you did the tea party, how many how many women did you have, and was it somebody who hired you to do it, or was this your event and then you invited people? to it. My very first event, that was, I want to say, 30 women. Uh And no one hired me. It was something that I came up with. I wanted to see women in in beautiful array of clothing and hats. And because, you know, we like to get dressed up. Uh Okay. So when I do an event, I, I do consider that. And this gave women a chance to get dressed up who haven't dressed up in in a while Uh maybe for some years but they were beautiful on that day (laughs) i'm gonna tell you (laughs) gorgeous i i prepared the whole thing wow that that's just amazing so there may be some people who have a passion that they want to turn into a business and so after you did your first event how did you scale it into a business what steps did you take or I mean how did you scale it up well 
for me, I think the first thing that I had to do was review the first event to see the things that were absolutely wonderful and things that could be improved upon. That was the the first step that I took. And then I began to really interact with the attendees and just get feedback from them as to what it is they wanted to see next. What, what would be most valuable to them? What did they want to hear? What did they want to learn? And that's what prompted me to do the, the next event that had to do with business and, and how to brand your business. And I ended up doing research, always important to do research, and started to uh, get information on how to put together an event um, with with women who were experts in branding businesses. Uh. After doing the, the research, I just began to fit it together and I started to reach out. I think a team is important. I started to reach out to other women who would be a part of my team to help facilitate this. So someone who would be in charge of uh, the ticket, someone who would be in charge of of interacting with the, the panelists and giving them the information that they need, someone who would be in charge of getting uh, um, the venue. So um, that would be the way in which I scaled up is by researching what it is that uh, I wanted to do next. Well, excuse me, first getting feedback from the attendees on what they wanted to see next, uh, then researching on how to make that happen, and then forming a team who could then help me to facilitate what it was that I wanted to do. Great, great. Those are some great first steps for anybody who might be looking to turn their passion into a business. I appreciate yes, and then also the, the paperwork, you know, getting everything legitimized, um, which I, I did that from the very beginning. Just making sure that you, you've registered your business and that you have insurance. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So... On this show, I always talk about limiting beliefs. What limiting beliefs did you have to overcome in order to start your business? That I could actually pull it off. That was a big issue because you can have a passion to do something, which I had plenty of. That wasn't the problem. I had plenty of creativity and imagination. But then it really boiled down to, well, you know, Kwanda, are you going to be able to reach people? Are you going to be able to get enough followers? How are you going to do this? And you've never done this. You've never done this before. So, you know, there's always that. How, How are you going to learn about this in enough time where you could have your first event when you say you want to have it? Yeah. So how did you overcome that limiting belief? Lots of prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had to pray and really just ask God to send me people that would help me to organize everything and in the areas where I lacked in that they would make up for. Mm. And really, that's what happened. That's what happened. And it it goes back to also having a team. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Because a lot of times you'll have people on your team who, well, you should have people on your team who knows that area more than you. They have more insight. Absolutely. I think sometimes, you know, one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves or is that we have to do it all alone and we're, we're not meant to do it all alone. Um, and, and so that question about, you know, I've never done this before. Can I do it? Well, if you don't reach out for help and you don't research and you don't and you just try to just do it by brute force, probably not. But you're not supposed to do it all all alone and there are people who are more than willing to help you and and praying and just allowing God to send you the resources that you need that is a that's a great tip to share now as we're talking about self-care we we all know that self-care is more than pampering our physical bodies it also involves caring for ourselves emotionally and mentally and spiritually And I was talking to a friend this week and we were both saying that at this point in the pandemic, a lot of women are not okay. We are struggling (laughs) with the demands of working and raising kids, not having time with our girlfriends, you know, just going through the same thing over and over every day. And some of us are feeling like we're just not okay. What can you share with us about caring for ourselves in all of those areas right now? It's important to budget your time and to view self-care as a necessary part of your schedule. It, it, it's it, you just have to have it as a part of your schedule. And I'd stated before, you know, you're making a checklist of what it is that you like. And I'm going to add to that. Write down who gets to participate in that with you. Mm. So you have your checklist of what you like and then who gets to participate in that activity with you. Is it are you by yourself? Are you with your girls? Is it with your children? Is it with your spouse? You determine that. And this becomes your self-care checklist that you refer to so you don't have to rack your brain and come up with ideas on well, what am I going to do tonight? And what am I going to do uh, in, in two days or over the weekend? Just refer to the checklist and make life easy and make sure that you have included in your day that this is my time, nothing touches it. So budget your time. Mm, that's that's great. And it sounds like budget your time, schedule your me time and protect it. That, you know, it's not one of those flexible things that can get booted off the schedule or moved around. It has to it has to have a protected space on your calendar. I love that. And I love the idea about writing down who can participate with you. That's important because sometimes you don't want to be bothered by anyone. Uh-huh. Sometimes that's just the way it is. Yep. Sometimes an activity that could be self-care, if you add in certain other people, it's no longer self-care. So um, I think I was I was talking to someone and they were saying that one I was asking them what were they doing for self-care because they were really stressed and had a lot of things going on. And one of the things that they mentioned was playing cards, but they were playing cards with someone 
that was stressing them out and was very demanding of their time and it was very rigid like if you're five minutes late to us playing cards and so by the end of it it was like well is that really part of your self-care routine it's it's not sounding like it's really uh, making you feel good but under different circumstances that is part of her self-care routine so Mm -hmm. so that's a really good idea to write that down Oh, absolutely. And if you're going to invite someone, definitely you don't want someone that's going to stress you. I had one of my friends pick me up and we just went out and we had a bite to eat and we just laughed all night. And that was my self-care. I treated myself to my friend in laughter all night. Mm. That sounds amazing. You know, back in the day, it would be like, oh, I went on a private jet and I flew to a private island. Right now, hanging out with a friend and laughing all night sounds just as good as being on a private jet and flying <laughs> to a private island. Um, I'm not going to turn down the private jet. You know, someone who has one. <laughs> I know. If, if I find somebody, I'll let you know. Um, and we do. can laugh all night long on the private jet. How about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Kwanda, I, I want to really thank you for being here and for helping us to see what it looks like to have relationship goals with your self-care and, and to help us get a little bit closer to um, fulfilling our own relationship goals with ourselves. I would love for you to tell us a little bit. You told us about your business and the events that you do. Obviously, we're in COVID now, so we're not doing that many in-person events. So share with us what you're doing right now in this virtual space, how we can uh, be a part of that, how we can purchase from you and how we can reach you. Okay. Well, right now I have been putting together some really awesome self-care kits and the goal is to really get an experience out of the box. And in this case, it will be the self-care experience just for you. You could actually find these boxes on my website. The name of my business is Diamonds and Pearls Events, LLC. And I'm on www.diamondspearlseventsllc.com. And that's an S at the end of each one of those words. I'm also on Instagram, so you are welcome to follow me at Diamonds and Pearls Events LLC on Instagram. Mm, wonderful. I definitely love self-care boxes, the mystery, the excitement of opening it and unwrapping it and that whole you get the tactile experience and sometimes you you get the the smell and all of the senses, the taste involved. So Exactly. exactly. And, it, and I have to say that even though I'm not able to do my events, I have been trying to get my events into the box. (laughs) Mm. So I may not have my spa party right now, but I have it in the box. (laughs) Everything that you need to have your own spa party. And uh, my boxes, they all have different themes. So um, if you're a tea lover, I have a box for that. If you're someone who's into hair care, I have a box for that. The themes change. I also do custom boxes. So if you're looking for some really good self-care, 
Mm. Definitely contact me. Awesome. And I'm sure you have one for Valentine's Day, right? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are going to have to go to the website, you know, to figure out what the Valentine's Day box is all about and uh, what all of the other ones are about. And because like we just learned in this conversation, it's important for us to make our self-care a priority. And this is a way that we can do that. So thank you so much, Kwanda. This was a wonderful conversation. I think that we thank are Thank you for all, having me. You're welcome. We're all walking away with some pearls uh, that you just dropped on us. So you take care and uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for conquering those limiting beliefs on another episode of the SOAR podcast. If you want to reach out to my guest, just check out the show notes and all of the contact information is there. If you want more information about Stephanie Brown Coaching, go to www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. And I'm sure you're already following the SOAR podcast Instagram page. But if not, just go to IG and type in Sisters Overcoming and Rising, all one word. Goodbye for now. Thank you.